you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. What a way to wrap week one of the 2023 NFL season. This is Good Morning Football. We are presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky live in New York City, what feels like the epicenter of football in there this is. day. It's Tuesday, September 12th. Jamie Erdahl, Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, and Jason McCourty. <laughs> I don't even know where, where to start. Yeah, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that game last night between the Jets and the Bills, it was insane. It was heartbreaking. It was electric. It had all the feelings. Kyle, you were there. I represented Good Morning Football last night. I was at MetLife Stadium. I was down on the field. I saw a lot of the people. I, I interacted. And I'm looking around at people actually tearing up when Aaron Rodgers runs out with the American flag on September mm. 11th. And um, and then a few minutes later, the whole night changed. It was really, really strange. I'll tell the story in a little bit. we got to unpack all our reactions to it mm. and do it for you. 22-16. to 16, The Jets win. They're 1-0. The Bills are 0-1. But all the talk after... After about number eight for the New York Jets, here is Robert Sala getting right to the chase after a win. I'll uh, deal with the quarterback real quick. Um, uh, concerned with his Achilles. Uh, MRI is probably going to confirm what we think is already going to happen. So prayers tonight, but it's not good. Personally, I don't hurt for me. I, I don't hurt for our locker room. I hurt for Aaron and how much he's invested in all of this. Um, you know, so I, I'm still going to say a prayer. I'm still going to hold out hope. Uh, but... Uh, you know, my, my, my heart's with Aaron right now not, and nowhere else. So that was Robert Sala about 11.30 p.m. Eastern last night. Joining us now, Tom Pelissero, our NFL Network Insider. Tom, anything developed over the last eight or so hours with Aaron Rodgers? Well, Jamie, the Jets fear a ruptured Achilles tendon for Aaron Rodgers. And unlike some other injuries where you really need the MRI to confirm the diagnosis, the vast majority of the time, the initial diagnosis of an Achilles is going to be confirmed. So barring a miracle here, as Robert Sala put it, or a potential long shot return in the playoffs, there are a couple of major questions here surrounding the Jets and Aaron Rodgers. Number one, who becomes the Jets quarterback? Robert Sala said last night, Zach Wilson is the guy. He, of course, is the number two overall pick, has loads of talent, has not translated that consistently to the field so far in his career, but by all accounts from everyone I've talked to, had a really good offseason, has benefited from working with Aaron Rodgers and Nathaniel Hackett through the course of the past several months here. Maybe as the season moves along, it's still early. A trade or a signing or coaxing somebody out of retirement could potentially come into focus. Then the second question is, what happens with Aaron Rodgers? He turns 40 in December. He has dealt with a lot of injuries through the course of his career here. He was, by in his own words, 90% certain he was going to retire back in February and March before he went on his darkness retreat, came out, heard that the Packers might be looking to move on from him and decided he wanted to give this one more go. Does he decide, as he has said in the past, to come back 
for another season. That is not an easy rehab process to do. Rodgers has said he's committed to multiple years with the Jets here, but a lot of different moving parts. What we know immediately here is, in all likelihood, Aaron Rodgers is going to miss the rest of the 2023 season. And the Jets, whose defense last night certainly looked championship caliber, they have a lot of playmakers on offense, are going to have to figure out do they have the answer in-house, namely Zach Wilson, to be able to still make this a potential championship team. Jamie? Yeah, Tom, you can imagine there was a lot of lost sleep around the Jets organization last night, whether it be Aaron Rodgers waiting for that MRI, Robert Sala looking at the future of his team this season. Tom, we'll look to you if that MRI result comes back at all the next couple of hours here on Good Morning Football. Until then, we'll give our reaction here at the table as to the news that we saw unfold. Kyle saw it in person. We all watched it last night. The four of us were texting feverishly about it. Peter, your thoughts? Yeah, you know, you mentioned uh, sleepless nights. I've been texting with three different Jets coaches. They haven't slept. Mm-hmm. They haven't slept. Mm-hmm. It's 7 a.m. Eastern. The game. They probably got home at 3 a.m. Three different coaches, different facets of the game, just talking about what happened last night. They had excited about the win, but devastated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Devastated not only for the fans and for the for Rodgers. This guy was so invested all summer and has been a coach for the team and has put everybody under his wing, has been the ideal veteran leader. And like that, it's gone. There's something so New York about this. And I'm going to go back to a legendary New York comedian in Woody Allen. If you want to hear God laugh, tell him your plans. Mm. That's a Woody Allen quote. Yeah, if you yeah. want to hear God laugh, the Jets had these plans. They had the, the intro. It's almost ghastly humorous if you look back on mm-hmm. the whole buildup this summer and how quick it was. Four snaps. We never saw Aaron Rodgers complete a pass to the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. And yet, they win the game. They've got a guy who they once valued so much that they drafted second overall. The team has one of the best defenses in the league. They just beat Josh Allen. There is a silver lining to this, um, but it's devastation. And if you're a Jets fan, it's hard not to look in the mirror and say, mm-hmm. why? Why does this have to happen this way? Like, is there, can we not have nice things? Right. The answer is, he's a 39-year-old quarterback mm-hmm. who was brought in and snapped his Achilles and that's what we're saying reportedly happened. We'll get the full MRI, but that's what it sounds like. And it's happened before to other quarterbacks. It's happened to a lot of weekend warriors before. Mm-hmm. It, the human body can be cruel sometimes. And this one is its not, not a laughing matter. And yet you look at it 30,000 feet from the air and you're like, gosh, God is just laughing at us sometimes. It's sick. Like, it's yeah. sick. sick. And, this, and this is how sick it goes. Yeah. Um, after the amazing intro, the flag being planted, uh-huh. like that, it's Minutes over. Minutes later. Uh-huh. It, it's, it's incredible. And yet... There's still 16 more weeks to play. Yeah, I think everybody was watching at home in disbelief of what just happened. Like, you went on social media, and everybody was just kind of stuck in that moment. As I'm watching last night, and Rodgers gets up, when he sat back down and kind of rocked back and then just sat up, it was just like, my goodness. And I, you look at that, and I, what Robert Sala said, I'm not worried about myself. I'm not worried about the team. I really feel for Aaron. And as an athlete, you put so much into your craft, so much into training in the offseason, so much into mental. I think that's the one thing we always hear from Aaron Rodgers. And whether you agree with him, disagree with him, his mental approach to the game and how he said manifestation and different things of that nature, everything he's done this offseason to get to this moment, switching teams from Green Bay for so long to the New York Jets. And we were so excited to see what the journey was going to look like. 
And in a split second, next thing you know, you're injured, you're possibly out for the season, you're in a surgery room and you're rehabbing, and now you're trying to make decisions and look forward to what's next for me. And a day before, you're planning out the next 18 weeks of your life of playing a football game week in and week out and preparing. Mm -hmm. So I hurt for him, but I do hurt for the guys in the locker room because when you have a leader and a guy as talented as Aaron Rodgers, you look to him so much. And when you see that image of him down on the ground, when you see him limping off of a cart, it is tough to continue because you know what he's been through because you've been in the locker room next to him all summer. So that was a tough one to go. When you see the stars in our league go down, you know the impact that it has. I'm standing in the corner of the end zone. Man, that place was awesome. It was really, really special. I've been in a lot of stadiums. I'm not naive. I get it. The, the view, the sta- earlier in the evening, there was a giant rainbow that was coming down. Yeah. It was 9-11. This is just me shooting on my phone. I was shooting. This is not the play. This is a couple of plays beforehand. This is right where I'm standing. He goes down, and I'm standing that, you know, they have the, one of these giant flags, and all these first responders are holding the flag. He goes down, gets up, goes back down. I'm standing next to a firefighter, a New York firefighter, and the guy turns to me and goes, he's done. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, he's done. He's like, he's, he's done. I'm telling you right now, he's done. And I'm looking at it, and I text you guys. And I'm like, I think that's an Achilles, and I'll, I'll tell you why later. But it, it was so sad. And let me tell you why. I, uh, the, the evening was really strange because there was bizarre weather in New York last night and there was these storm warnings and shelter in place and all that. So a ton of people got to the game late. I left about 10, 15 minutes after the injury. And as I'm leaving MetLife, there's a lot of people coming in. All right. I walked past, this breaks my heart. I walked past these, uh, it was a mom and a dad and three boys. All five of them had on number eight Jets jerseys, all five. And they're going into the game and they don't know. They don't know. They're walking into the game. Two minutes later, I walk past this crew of just bros, and they're, they're Jets fans, and they're all chanting, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they've been tailgating him, and they're all, they don't know because everybody's showing up late to the game, and they had no so fast, clue. Too. No clue. And the first few plays. So it, it was heartbreaking. Aaron Rodgers is the single most interesting player we have in this league. I don't care what you think of him or him as a player. He's a fascinating piece of, of content, something we talk about. And, it, I mean, it's, it's, he's not going to play this year, guys. Like, I, let me just put the cards on the table. If you don't know, I ruptured my Achilles on camera for the show. We were shooting a commercial a few years ago. I had a full Achilles rupture. This whole thing about they fear it might be, it's not a thing. They know immediately. I've talked about this this week. Let me explain how this works. If they think you ruptured your Achilles, they lie you down on the table, on your tongue, on your stomach. They squeeze your calf, and if your foot doesn't move, it's gone because the tendon is ripped. They do it on the field. It takes five seconds. There is no miracle MRI. Every doctor worth the salt knows that you squeeze the calf, and if the foot doesn't move, we got a rupture. It's that fast. I had surgery on my Achilles, and I said to the doctor, I said, is this common as you see people like me? He goes, my whole office is built on 40-year-olds playing sports. Here's Aaron Rodgers, going to be 40 this year. He tries to evade a sack like he's done thousands of times. It's gone. He, he will, listen, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a trainer, I'm not an insider. I don't think he's playing football again this season based on what I've seen, based on what I've been through. And I feel terrible about it. Well, to your point, I was going to compliment the mental fortitude it must have taken for everyone on that Jets sideline. Robert Sala 
must have known. Minutes later, he had it yeah. on his face. Mm-hmm. It must have gotten to him whenever they took him back to that table and did that very simple test. There was a decision that was made, I believe. And I know it's hard to not have people whisper and not have trainers come out. But I think a decision was made to go with the x-rays were negative statement. And that was that yeah. to not impact the emotional well-being of this team that was still on the field. Like You almost needed to have this flicker of hope, I think, if I was a player on that field, that if we get through this one, we might have him. If we can get through this one, want to know, he might be coming back. Sala knew, bigger people knew, but the team didn't have to know until they had to know. And unfortunately, maybe after that game finished and the the elation was gone, then the news hit them and the reality set in. But I think a decision was made that they didn't want to tell anybody until because they needed the mental fortitude because I think it would have taken the air out of them even more than it did, even more than it did the stadium. It says, the a, lot of, it says a lot about that locker room and that coaching staff that they lifted the team up. It could have been yeah. very easily 34 nothing. like we just lost yes. Rodgers. Somehow they win the game, which we haven't even discussed about the actual right. football that followed because we're in this situation about Rodgers. But like, yep. you come out of that this morning, you're like, that's as bad as it could have gone. And we yet... They won. We're 1-0. Are we going to get the Dick Vermeil speech from you today, Peter? He usually gives this. We will rally around Zach Wilson. When Trent Green got hurt, it was Kurt Warner. We'll get into all the football, I promise. They can win games with Zach Wilson. Can they get to the playoffs? I don't know. We'll see. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Yeah, that's a harsh reality setting in for Josh Allen. Not great last night against the New York Jets. Uh, Fumbled, threw the ball away three times to the same guy. Uh, Stefan Diggs picked him up when he needed to get, put the team in certain spots, but four turnovers at the hand of Josh Allen, Kyle. Not great. No, it was, I mean, it's it's terrible. And Jason, we were kind of laughing during the break. Josh Allen's very good at taking accountability and saying that was my fault. He's not very good at not messing up. I would, I, I would love that he does that. I, I wish he didn't have to do it all the time. The, the Bills scored one touchdown last night. Um, he had four turnovers. And this, like, this is a bigger thing now, guys. Like, this, this is again, we control alt delete. We're focusing on football and the offseason is going to be a fresh start. Led the league in turnovers last year. Has led the league in turnovers since he entered the NFL six years ago, whatever it was. They were really bad. And look, week one's a liar. I say it a lot. And, and you look at, you know, Burrow was terrible. Um, Mahomes didn't light the world on fire. Daniel Jones. Yeah, Daniel Jones was terrible. And like, the best thing I can say for the Bills right now is that the Bengals and Chiefs lost and um, the Steelers looks terrible. But uh, this is not just a one-week thing. It's, every, he, he wants so badly to cut down on the turnovers. He really does. And they're almost always when he's chucking a deep ball. It's not these stupid little things where he throws it and gets intercepted by the defensive tackle. He's just so thirsty for the big plays. And, like, he, he is a veteran in the league now, a veteran. Mm-hmm. And I know the Jets' defense is really good, but I, I wish and I think Bills fans wish that we would stop having to see Josh take accountability so often, which he does so well. But it's just too often. If they had lost to the Jets and Rodgers in some shootout last night, I'd say, okay, well, you know, look, that's mm-hmm. a tough environment to go into. That was an incredible yeah. scene. I think it's got to be somewhat alarming that they lost to that Jets team, given the circumstances. The Jets were so deflated after the Rodgers injury. All you have to do is hand the ball off and keep the sticks moving. You had a 10-point lead. You gave the game away. 
And this isn't Josh Allen year one. This isn't Josh Allen year two when he's playing against the Texans in the playoff game where he's throwing that crazy lateral and he seemed like he got out of whack at the end. Now we're talking about Josh Allen on the cover of Madden and yeah. the face of the league and, you know, one of the guys is the guys. And yet it's the same stuff keeps coming. And it's week one. And it was against a deflated Jets team that had no life and they couldn't take advantage. Week one is a liar. We always say it. But gosh, that's the Josh Allen we've seen in a lot of games, throwing into tight windows unnecessarily. One player picked him off three times last night. Um, I'll give you a stat I got over the weekend. One of the Fox guys whispered in my ear was like, you know, last year Josh Allen threw six different, had six different red zone turnovers. Six. Mm -hmm. The next league leader, number two, had three. Mm. I I don't know how you tell someone cut down on being aggressive, cut down on trying to throw into those windows, cut down on. But at this point, year after year after year. Maybe it's just what you have to take with Josh Allen, and it might not be fixable. Mm -hmm. See, I feel like that's the excuse we give Josh Allen because Dak Prescott throws a ton of interceptions, and we're just like, Dak sucks. He's not good. (laughs) Can't win a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. With Josh Allen, he makes an unbelievable play, rolling out to his right, throws it back to his left, finds Diggs in the back of the end zone, and we're like, all right, well, when he goes out there and he throws interceptions, well, it's just because he's an aggressive player. He has a cannon for an arm. Mm -hmm. He's going to take chances. So you got to take the good with the bad. But no, like this has been going on for too long. That game last night, Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. Zach Wilson comes in, throws a really bad interception. If I'm on the Buffalo Bills sideline, if I'm on offense, let's just not screw it up. Our defense go out there, possibly get us the ball back. We kick a few field goals, control the ball. We're good. Three interceptions. None of those throws needed to be made. Two of them, you're just chucking up a punt to see who comes down with it. And it was Jordan Whitehead time after time. The fumble, to your point, Kyle, just drops the snap. Mark Sanchez tweeted out, somebody else fumbled running into their own guy. No, Mark. No, no, that was Michael Clemens that hit him. It was a tough hit. He fumbled. Mark, you're still alone in that category. Mm -hmm. But for Josh Allen, it's just like, come on. I love the accountability after the game. But if you are that accountable, stop doing it. He's too good of a player of the plays we see him that are fantastic to continue to make these type of boneheaded mistakes. So as a teammate we we crush Stephon Diggs for the passion he shows on the sideline and this, that, and the third, but we credit a quarterback when somebody messes up and they're yelling and screaming at him, holding them accountable on the sideline for Josh Allen do better. You're too, too good of a football player to continue to make these type of mistakes. And I don't know if it's just, Kyle, to your point, when you picked them to win the Super Bowl, you're like, hey, we don't need Josh Allen to be MVP. We just need the simple plays. They've said that time after time. I don't know what it's going to take for him to fall into that category. What he said, too, is that he didn't need his rushing statistics to be electric. Mm. We didn't need, you know, 17 leaps, one leap per game. Like, there was a shot last night that, unless people doctored it together, I think went hand-in-hand, which is Sean McDermott begging Josh Allen to be smart. Be smart, pointing at his temples, looking at his team. Be smart. What does he do? He takes off. Troy Aikman at times says, what, what are you doing? Uh-huh. What are you, Troy Aikman was begging Zach Wilson to give Garrett Wilson a look and then begging Josh Allen to play within yourself. You don't have to be like this. It, Jets defense, really good. Really good. They were hitting him hard last night. They were all over him. Yeah. But there are times when Josh Allen took off last night 
where he just did not need to do that. And and yeah. the, the picks were reckless, but I found at times when he decided to get out of the pocket and feel like that was putting him in a better situation, and then not to run out. He's leaning into hits. He does all the yes. time. He's, if you had said at the beat when the game started, all right, Rodgers is going to go out on the fourth play of the game, and Wilson's going to come in and throw a terrible interception, and the Bills are going to lose. Spot you 10 points. Yeah. You, you would say Josh Elmer's had a bunch of turnovers, and he did. And it's like, you know, he's such a golfer. Like, he loves golf. Mm-hmm. It's almost you want to tell him, just club down, dude. Like, you don't need to drive the green in two. Like, yeah. hit an iron. Lay up every once in a while. So especially that game. Like, you got them beat. You got them. Just don't throw the interceptions. The problem is, this, this is this is a four-year-old conversation. There's a cycle with him. Yeah. Watch next week. He will be outrageously good, make crazy throws, bold throws, out of the pocket, <laughs> behind his back against the Raiders. He'll be like, see, that's why you can't tell him not to. It's, it, watch. It'll be like clockwork next week. I promise. Is there not something weird that Burrow played the way he did? Oh. And Allen played the way you got a he did. And Pickett played the way yeah. he did. It's just weird to me that these quarterbacks, that we've, we're so... Is it sometimes there's just too much excitement and mm. it's week one and it's like we're finally these are massive, massive eggs laid by quarterbacks mm. that we expect so much from. Mm. I, I can't think it's just, well, it's a random game, it happens. Like, is it a week one thing? Mm. Hey, it wasn't a week one thing for Tua. I was about to say, I'm, yeah, baby. that's true. They just I'm, Makes- not, I'm, not, I'm not giving it a mulligan. They play better. Like, yeah. There's higher expectations, you're really good. Gino players. Smith, I mean, we we have not seen that version of Gino last week, 17 weeks. Yeah. Terrible. Daniel Jones, mm. terrible. Justin terrible. Fields, mess. Yeah. yeah. Jordan Love looked great. Hey, no, to, to, to a man, listen, Jack, come out and execute. To a you know? man, bubble to the surface. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. We didn't perform well, and that starts with me. So, um, you know, there's a, a self-reflection, and then you, you watch the tape. Um, you go through whether it's decisions, whether it's plays, uh, whether it's techniques. And then you you move on to the next week. And just this, did you did you sleep at all last night? Uh, not a whole lot, no. Yeah, the Jets had a sleepless night last night, but I'll tell you, two nights ago, that was Brian Dable after one of the weirdest Week One outcomes. Not only losing forty to nothing mm-hmm. at home with the fans. In the blue out with the blue shirts. Uh, it's time for We In or We Out. It's presented by our friends at Progressive Insurance. Here's how it works. I say a statement. My co-hosts tell me whether they're in or they are out. We just heard of the straw Brian Dable after what was a disastrous week one loss for the Giants. Here is the statement. After a summer of hype and buzz over these two franchises, the Bears week one loss to the Packers was even more disappointing than the Giants' week one lost to the Cowboys. Uh-huh. Kyle, our Chicago native, we in or we out? Yeah, my loyalty to the 847 aside, I'm way in. I think it's, we're talking about apples and oranges here in terms of what these fans have been through. Mm. 
The Giants fans have been to Super Bowl parades in, the, in their adult life. They were in a playoff game last year. Like, the, the Bears, it's just, that was terrible. I, I, you know, you want to compare, well, they, it was 40 to nothing. I don't even know what the score of the Bears game was. I don't know if the Bears know. I don't know if the Packers know. It was irrelevant. So the game was over in five minutes. Um, I'm, I was trying to think, because I don't consider myself a fan, but I, I'm, I'm like, I'm an you enthusiast care. for the Bears. I really do. I was, it's, we all care about the team where you're from. I'm trying to think of a more disappointing Bears game in my life. There was one playoff game where Steve Smith came in and just tore Peanut Tillman for about 300 yards and they destroyed him. Other than that, like I think I remember being six years old in '85 when they lost to Marino and ruined the perfect season. This is in the top five most disappointing Bears games of my life. Uh, the Giants fans, you've had your share of disappointments. You still got a pretty good roster and you have the coach of the year. I, I, I think it's I think it's the Bears guys. I, I have nothing else to say. More disappointing than Giants. I'm out on this, but for the reasons why Kyle just said, the standard is higher for the Giants. I think right now they're coming off a postseason berth. They came off in a playoff win last year on the road in Minnesota. Your expectations, you were being held to the same standard of an Aaron Rodgers-led Jets team until Monday night, of course. So the Giants getting blown out at home, shut out at home, so much more disappointing than the Bears lost. 1,000% out on this. We're still looking for the Giants' first points of the season. Mm-hmm. The Bears put up 20. The fact that Bears fans were a little delusional and they thought they were just going to be great this year after they lost 10 in a row last year now make it 11. Oh, hold on, i got to jump over. I, I've seen this take. That What were you expecting? We can't stay within 30 of the Jordan Love Packers at home. Like I, I'm not expecting a Super Bowl. You got to put a decent product on the field. It was terrible. There were legitimate segments this summer on our show and others talking about Justin Field as an MVP candidate. Yeah, that's know, their fault. That the Giants were in the playoffs last year. They didn't score a single point yeah. against the Dallas Cowboys, who Dak Prescott has not lost to them. So to me, Sunday night football, the schedule makers decide to put this one in primetime, the yeah. first Sunday night game of the year, Cowboys, Giants. And everybody was asleep by halftime. The Bears and Packers, yes, a very big game. Rodgers is gone, blah, blah, blah. The Bears continue to do what they did, and the Packers continue to do what they did. So disappointing, yes, to the people that were rooting for Chicago, but this is 100%. I think they're both massively disappointing. I'm going to go with Kyle on this one because of the fact that they lost 10 games in the season, and this was the window where now we finally take the torch from Green Bay. Now, I know the Giants and Cowboys have decades and decades, and Dak has won the last 10, and it's Mm -hmm. like a... But this one, you go into this game, I think the Bears were favored in this game. Mm-hmm. Bears were the favorites in this game. And so were the Giants, but the Bears were favored for the fact that they lost all these games. This was supposed to be the time that they finally seize it. Rodgers is gone. The the big bad wolf is not there. Yeah. And it was even worse than Rodgers was there. And the Packers looked like they didn't skip a beat without Rodgers. Yeah. I, I'm going to go with the Bears and Kyle on this one because for me, it's like, so much hope leading up to this, and you have this win. And guess what? If NBC was like given the Sunday night game, Fox had a bunch of games to choose from. They're like, yeah. we're putting our number one crew on this. Very one. true. It's, it's the follow up to this. The, the question of the week for all of us is which one of these teams that got hammered is most likely to get back on their feet? You can yeah. name any of them. Giants or Bears more likely to turn it around to be in the playoffs? I just I think it's the Giants, and that's yeah. why it's more all depressing for the Bears. I hate this topic. I'm sorry. I'm so negative on it. No, I get it. Let's quickly go to the second topic here because the second one is kind of a similar vein. Okay. Um, there were three AFC teams that everyone talked about as like the three powers going yeah. into this season. The Chiefs, the Bengals, and the Bills. Yeah. All three lost. All three lost. Here's the statement, something you always say. Week one is a liar, and we shouldn't panic. 
about the three AFC top-tier teams going into this season. I completely agree. We should not panic about any of them. You think the Bengals are just going to fall all over and just suck? You think the Chiefs are going to be 6-11? and 11? No, the Bills have great players. All three of those teams will be in the playoffs. In mm. as well. In it, um, Get back to me week five. Ask me again. Yeah, I'm going in on this. Kansas City was out two of their best players. Week one, they're still figuring things out. Burrow was not good last year in week one. Cincinnati was still a good ball club, so I'm, I'm going in as well. I don't, I don't think just a week one loss is just like, oh, my goodness, blow up this team. Mm. We got to figure out what's next. But week next. two tells the truth, though. Week Ooh. two is his hand on the Bible and his hand up. I'm telling you, I won't be saying this crap anymore after this. Week two, you lose two in a row, that is you who you are. There's no excuse on that. Week one is a liar. Yes. And as someone who lost in the survivor pool here on the show. You're gone already. I'm gone. I took the, the Minnesota <laughs> Vikings, a playoff team to beat the Buccaneers who lost Tom Brady. And guess what? Baker Mayfield just stiff arm Byron Murphy. I'm out. I'm out. She is all over this. Our next guest has had a very busy week covering not one, but two games for NBC in NFL Week One. She's also the host of the Emmy Award winning NFL 360 program. Please welcome back our friend Melissa Starr. Hey, Melissa. Good guys and girls. So good to see you. So great to see you. We've been seeing a lot of you. I can't imagine what that week looked like for you. But now, coming off of it, what are you looking forward to most as the season unfolds? Well, the, the first week was amazing. I mean, let's just reflect back. Uh, Sunday Night Football does the kickoff game, so we were in Kansas City for that. And uh, what a game for Detroit. I mean, of course, we all know that the Chiefs were without two of their best players, but so fun to watch them come in there and knock off the champs. And Dan Campbell, he, I just love his energy, and it just radiates throughout the team. He doesn't let me get a word in edgewise when I interview him during the game. Uh, so that's a fun one. And then we had sort of the exact opposite uh, on Sunday night at MetLife uh, with the Giants. I'm not sure I've ever been a part of a game like that. Uh, not sure what happened there. I was talking to Saquon Barkley last night, and he said, we're good. We're going to get it all figured out, so there's no panic there, all the Giants fans listening. Uh, that's the beauty of the NFL, right? The old cliche, one game at a time. So there's hope for the Giants. No doubt. I love it. There's always hope. And the premiere of the season also brings about season seven of NFL 360, which premieres tonight with an all-new episode. And last week we had Darren Waller on our show, yes. and he talked about how he recently talked to – Hayden Hurst, and he gave us a sneak mm -hmm. peek. What else can you tell us about this amazing story? So a couple of years ago, we featured Darren Waller uh, opening up to our colleague at NFL Network, Steve Smith Sr. He was his former teammate, and he talked about his depression and his addiction and his mental health struggles. And so tonight, you will see Darren Waller continuing that conversation, but he's on the other side of it. He's the one asking questions of Carolina Panthers tight end Hayden Hurst, and they are former teammates in Baltimore. And as it turns out, while they were there, we're going through similar struggles, didn't know it at the time, and they haven't been able to have this conversation until now. And when Darren was on last week, you saw part of that conversation. Here's another part. I had a close-knit family group as well, but I started to isolate myself from them because I was projecting how I viewed myself onto them. Was that something that happened with you? Because I know like your family means so much to you. I didn't want to face it. I didn't want to like explain to them that, you know, essentially in my mind, their golden ticket had been ripped away because I, I just, I couldn't explain what was happening to me. And I was making bad decisions, obviously with drinking and, and drugging and stuff like that, that I just, I truly felt like 
I was a failure to my family. Mm. I mean, it's, it's crazy how we as people, like we, um, you know, these games, these sports are so important to us, but it's like we attach our identity as men and as human beings and, you know, children of God to our performance when really it's about, you know, who we are and who we're becoming in the process. It's so raw and it's so vulnerable. And we really just set these guys up uh, with the phones and we put some lights, some cameras on them and got out of the way. And we let them have this conversation. And you can see that Waller's really the perfect person because he's such a good listener. Uh, he's gone through this and he knows the pain firsthand. And Melissa, you have been the face of 360 for so long and you always get these great stories and you bring them to us and we appreciate it. I ask, like, to get these players to be vulnerable, to have difficult conversations on camera, mm-hmm. that's not their natural setting. What goes into the production of that? What goes in leading into that to get them to that place? Well, we have to credit guys like Steve Smith Sr., right, for starting this conversation and for being vulnerable and for opening up. And then Darren and Hayden for being able to continue it. Uh, We all know football. We live it. We eat it. We breathe it, the whole thing. Um, And we know uh, how aggressive it is and what kind of sport it is. And that to show your emotions or your vulnerability isn't commonplace. So I think what these guys have been able to do is show that it's okay to ask for help and the power of that and the power of you're not alone. And if a conversation like this can help one person watching it tonight, then that's all worth it. But again, these guys have been willing to do this. That's the key. And we just kind of set them up and, and they, they started talking and, uh, I think you're going to find this, the entire conversation, just absolutely incredible and just raw and vulnerable. It is. We watch. You, you can't turn away. And Melissa, you know what we love? We love that, that NFL 360 formula where it starts heavy and it's very emotional. And then there's always this, this uplifting, optimistic ending that makes you well, feel you know good it well. as it ends. You've been a part of uh, it. We know it. I mean, you know it. how it goes. It works. It's great. Yeah. It's undefeated, Melissa. And in this case... The city of Buffalo takes over the role of the uplifting ending. Can you tell us what's in the tonight's story about that? The city of Buffalo. We all know that the city of Buffalo has endured so much over this past year, uh, including the shooting at Topps Market where 10 people were killed. That deadly snowstorm. Uh, not a lot of people know, probably 47 people lost their lives in that. And then, of course, the harrowing injury to DeMar Hamlin. Um, the this city is so gritty and is so tough and is so resilient and has such a connection to the team. And tonight we have uh, a special ode. It's written and performed by a lifelong Bills fan and a poet, Jillian Hainsworth. Hand in hand, we pray for the heart of Dawson Knox at the start of the season and DeMar Hamlin at the end. Believing that our hope would be strong enough to carry them to places their cleats may never reach, they call us Bills Mafia because we are a family. We are family. Family. We are family. 
connected to each other by our love for the same, a football city that understands that life is way more important than a game, and that how you play the game is more important than a win. Populated by people who can't lose with trouble just as good as the food, and legends who never leave because where else would they rather be? Rather be. Where else would you rather be? And right here, right now. Because this kind of passion is hard to replace. It's what makes our city special and unique, full of strength and courage. The kind of courage held by a public servant who runs straight into a fire after witnessing his brother sacrifice his life doing the same. Yet another tragedy that the city of Buffalo endured and just such a, an interesting way to tell their story. And uh, so we have the Buffalo story. We have Waller and Hayden Hurst talking. And in addition to that, the third story tonight is uh, centers around Commander's All-Pro Jeremy Reeves. And he draws inspiration from the most important person in his life. So it's really a night tonight about resilience and hope through these three different lenses. And I as always, I know I always say this, but I can't wait for you guys to see it. Oh, yes. And we always love watching it when it comes out. What a way to start out your seventh season mm. of the Emmy Award winning NFL <laughs> program premieres tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on NFL Network. She is Melissa Stark. She works hard at this stuff and she really, really sells it for us until yeah. we get to see it for ourselves. See you Sunday night. Thanks, guys. Great to see you. You, know what? you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.